Welcome to Candid Culture. I'm Antonia. And I'm Amy. This is a podcast series where we discuss the latest and greatest pop culture media, from music to movies to TV shows to books. Completely unscripted candid conversation. In this episode, we review Netflix's new coming-of-age film, The Half of It, written and directed by Alice Wu. Let's get into it. So, if you've seen what Cyrano is, it's basically that, but like a gay version, where Cyrano is an Asian girl who um, runs like an essay writing business, which is like low-key plagiarism. Okay, for someone who has never seen Cyrano, will you please explain what it is? <laughs> well, the traditional story of Cyrano is this, Cyrano is this like ugly guy, and um, this really handsome guy approaches him. And he's like, Cyrano, will you help me get the girl of my dreams who is also Cyrano's girl of his dreams? So then um, the girl basically falls in love with um, the handsome guy's looks and Cyrano's words. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. The classic puppeteering love story type thing. Got it. Okay, so basically um, this movie is about um, Ellie and Paul who are trying to get this popular girl asked to fall in love with Paul because Paul is apparently in love with her and so Ellie is trying to help Paul um, become like a really deep letter writer and they like start up a little conversation but little does Paul know that Ellie has a crush on Aster so that's kind of where like the story takes off I guess where like Ellie really has feelings for Aster and Paul doesn't know but then stuff happens I don't know how to explain this without spoiling it. And then we kind of see their story and how their relationships grow from this and, like, their friendships also change from this experience. Okay, so that's the non-spoiler part. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically the story starts off when, like, Paul gives her his draft of his letter and it's, like, really bad. So Ellie's like, okay, fine, I'll help you. So then they go to the church and Ellie is doing this because like she needs to pay her utilities bill because her father and her are like poor, I think. Yes. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> can you confirm? Barely like, okay. scraping by. Ellie and her dad are kind of like on their own and her mom died. So Ellie is kind of like the adult of the house. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then Ellie and Paul go to a church um they both go to church on Sundays this is like a very religious small town in I think it's in Washington so I'm not 100% sure um so they go and they sit in the church and then like Ellie is like looking over his letter and she's like oh my god this is really bad (laughs) Paul is like offended and he's just like a very like clueless character would you say that Or, or like very like naive I think he's Do you very... concur? Or is that not? He kind of is like the traditional dumb jock, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, wait, do you know when I was watching it, they told me that his character is like a himbo. What's <laughs> a himbo? Like, have you ever heard of a himbo? That's like a guy bimbo. <laughs> because he's stupid and he's just cute. <laughs> Okay, so he's called a himbo. Um, <laughs> so he's like a dumb jog, right? Um, so Ellie, like, really needs the money, so he's like, okay, I'll pay you, like, 
as much I don't know he pays the money that she needs to pay off her bills so then she writes Paul's first letter to Aster and um it's like really it's very deep like she talks about books and like she plagiarizes all of this like one writer I think um and then so they send it off to Aster and then like there's this whole montage of them just like sending letters back and forth and you can kind of like see Aster just not she's like she's not happy in her relationship with Trig and she feels like it's very shallow it's a lot of Trig just doing things and dragging Aster along I really liked the scene where they painted that mural Mm, yeah I like that scene too it was really cute where she was like show me your boldest stroke or whatever because they said that in their letters and then they both like spray painted it and she thought it was Paul even though it was Ellie so that was that was sad so then they keep texting and Ellie's like we need to train you to be the person that I am basically they do this through a montage of Ellie and Paul start stalking Aster and training him in philosophy and like different books I guess making him cultured and it's like really sweet because their relationship is I don't know it's very sweet Mm -hmm. and it's really cute how like Paul becomes really close friends with Ellie's dad who's like really reserved after his wife died and like he his English isn't very good so he only speaks to Ellie and like him and Paul kind of form like a cute little friendship because they both like really like cooking and they like to cook together um yeah I like that part because we kind of saw her dad like opening up and becoming like more socialized again yeah it was really sweet that like they like Paul was really trying to be his friend without like they weren't talking at all but they were like communicating through food I guess his sausages Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The taco sausage. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so in this little montage, like, their cute friendship-building montage, like, it it becomes more than, like, a business for Ellie, so she and Paul really become, like, best friends because they're spending so much time together, and they learn about each other's, like, families and cultures and stuff like that. And Paul, (laughs) I don't know, Paul is, like, teaching Ellie about like fashion and his taco sausages and it's very cute and then there's this one scene where they go to the thrift store um because ellie is like trying to perform in this talent show and she needs something to wear so paul like paul helps her pick something up and that that was a really great demonstration of how they both help each other grow as people in senior year yeah it's interesting how paul and ellie They're, like, on opposite sides of the track. I think literally, right? (laughs) I think they're literally on opposite sides of the track. Like, he's this, like, jock. And Ellie is this, like, kind of nerdy Asian girl who no one really knows about her. She's kind of invisible. And they become friends. And, like, Ellie is teaching him all of this, like, philosophy and, like, like, how to be cultured, and he's kind of, like, teaching her, like, I don't want to say common sense, but, like, (laughs) no, like, um, more teenager stuff, because she's, like, really disconnected from her whole grade, um, just because she's, like, the only Asian girl in this town, and she's, like, really isolated because of that, and also because she 
lives like by the train tracks and she has to work at the train booth yeah so he kind of teaches her how to like become more social and like build relationships with people other than her dad I don't think she has had much social her her main source of social interaction is with her English teacher who also supports her plagiarism business which is kind of (laughs) sketch I mean her teacher like was I think her teacher was not she didn't report her or anything or she was like she wasn't supportive but I think she liked it because she got to read like Ellie's great writing and she didn't have to read like other people's terrible writing so I don't know it's I like the English teacher character I like on a moral level I don't like her but like I also see that like her English teacher is helping her become a better writer because she's writing all of these different so one of her like essays was to write about like love or something and she like took she wrote it in like six different ways with like six different philosophers or something like that and like her English teacher is technically helping her become a better writer but yeah I mean there's like no way that her English teacher can prove that it's her and also like her English teacher was super supportive she was like oh you should go um to like this college that's like really good instead of just staying here like everyone else in this small town like she saw the potential in her and I really like that and I was going through um Alice Wu's Twitter and she said that the English teacher in this movie was actually based off one of the English teachers that she's had and like that English teacher made a really big impact on like Wu's life to like go to college and like do what she does. So what did you think about that scene in the kitchen with um, Paul and Ellie's dad and he was like speaking in Mandarin and like spilling his life story to him even though he did not understand it? <laughs> I thought it was really cute. Like they they had like a special bond and I really like that Ellie's dad was like also on this journey kind of with Ellie like so there are a bunch of like friendship dynamics in the movie so there's like Ellie and Paul and like Ellie and Aster and Aster and Paul and then there's also Ellie's dad and Paul which we never really which like they never really acknowledge but it's like so cute and we kind of see how the struggle of being like the only Asian in a small town where like there is racism and stuff we kind of see how that is impacting them and how it's unlike our culture where Asian Americans are like super accepted and like integrated in the culture like in the Bay Area I mean yeah that was that was a nice scene Ellie was like oh yeah so my dad is the train conductor here because when we moved from China he had a PhD and when we moved from China the plan was he would start as a train conductor and then he would move up to like engineer and then he would move up to he'd just get promoted but because the town or like the people in it were like racist or like Ellie's dad couldn't speak English English. well they they couldn't get promoted and he was stuck as train conductor yeah that was very that was a good insight into like what it's like for people kind of people like all over America who can't speak English they're automatically like put lower than anyone else even though like, even if their education level is higher. Okay, halfway through the movie, when he 
like when he was like taking out the trash for his family he heard ellie play the guitar and he was like he was like standing out there just like listening to her play guitar i was like he definitely likes both of them (laughs) i was like he totally likes ellie (laughs) Wait, no, I thought, like, he he didn't really like Aster in that way. Like, he just romanticized her because she was, like, the prettiest, most popular girl in the school. Like, he didn't know anything about her. So, like, I think he really actually liked Ellie. And, like, I mean, he didn't he admit it in the end? He was like, I wasn't in love with Aster. I don't know if he said that, but, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Were you expecting it when he tried to kiss Ellie? Yeah. <laughs> really? I, I I laughed so hard. I was like, she she hadn't, like, shown... I mean, like, they were, like, really good friends, but she didn't show, like, any interest in it, and she was kind of obvious that she liked Aster, so maybe he's just, like, a dumb jock and he doesn't know how to pick up signals. <laughs> I, like, rewatched it last night, and, like, the framing of the shot on Ellie, it lingered on her face for like a split second too long and then Paul kissed her so like you could kind of like tell it was coming mm-hmm. I just thought it was funny also what kind of like white town has Yakult in the vending machine I would like to know I think it's really funny that like a bunch of a bunch of movies now are like talking about Yakult or like the Korean yogurt drink as they say in to all the boys I love before Oh my god, you're right. I hadn't even thought about that. <laughs> what do you think about Aster and Ellie's relationship? Okay, I thought, like, I mean, like, yeah, I wanted them to get together because that's just how, like, cute teen love stories work. But I also thought, like, it was kind of weird at the end where Aster, like, took Ellie to those hot springs. And, okay, first of all, I think Aster totally knew that Ellie was the one writing her letters um, and, like, texting her. did you feel that too okay i didn't realize it but the moment that she knew was when like she took out that painting of that daisy or something and she was like and then Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. and then she like grabbed it and was like oh i like the stroke to the side she definitely knew then yeah i think she like suspected it and that's why she's like do you want to hang out or whatever yeah (laughs) i don't know (laughs) um and yeah, so then they went to a hot spring. That was, like, my favorite scene, I have to say, where they were, like, lying there in the hot springs, and they had the reflection of their faces in the water. Like, that shot was so cool. Like, they have a really intimate, deep conversation, and I feel like Aster definitely felt something for Ellie then. Um, but, like, then they just, like, go back, and they never... <laughs> I don't know what happens. Like, Aster literally kisses Paul, I think. And I was like, what is happening? I was still very confused if she was still dating Trig throughout this whole thing. Yes, she was. That was the worst part. I was like, how are they not? Like, she literally, okay, I feel like she cheated on Trig with both Paul and Ellie. And I was like, what the hell? And then, like, Trig freaking proposed. And I was like, she's been cheating on him this whole time. Okay, wait, there's actually a lot of cheating in this. So, there's, like, Aster and Paul's, like, friend dates or whatever. And then they, like, get into a real relationship. And then, like, Paul kisses Ellie. And but, but then... Paul and Aster weren't dating. Okay, they, but they kind of were. No, no, that was just, like, 
a friend. <laughs> I don't know. No, but, like, because he, like, after they came back from the lake, Oster kissed Paul. Yeah, yeah. After the talent show, Trig tries to kiss her, too. <laughs> he did not try to kiss her. Yes, he did. That is not true. I feel like his dad would not have sprayed Paul, but only sprayed Trig because he's like, oh, yeah, like, Paul's a good guy, you know? Like, aren't they dating? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, he, pa- Trig was like, <laughs> oh, I know you're into me, but, like, I'm so flattered, but I have a girlfriend. That's what he was saying. He was not trying to kiss her. No, he definitely was. Watch it again. <laughs> um, but I, I like, a lot of the time, I didn't realize this, but every time that Ellie's dad sticks his head out of the window, he has that little, like, metal water thing, and he's, yeah, like, yeah, ready to spray people. <laughs> I saw that. It's so cute. It's because that's how he washes the dishes. <laughs> no, I think he's just ready to, it's, like, his, like, method. No. <laughs> Because, like, when he first sticks his head out of the window, he's like, who's there? And then he, like, holds up the thing. <laughs> That's just where he does the dishes. He's not doing all the dishes, like, all the time, okay? <laughs> I promise you. Okay, I saw an interview where the cast of the half of it were like, oh, you kind of get into, like, the movie kind of explores liking two different people. Or, like, being in love with two different people at the same time. And I think that was, I think, interesting. But it's also very love triangle-y, which I don't like. Oh, I hated that. Okay, first of all, I we all know that I hate love triangles. <laughs> okay, but this one was different. Because it was more, like, it was more about their growth as people and, like, their friendship. So I really liked how it just focused more on Ellie and Paul's friendship. Rather than, like, the drama between you know, oh, yeah. Paul and Astro, whatever. Um, and then, like, at the end, none of them, like, ended up together, which I liked. <laughs> like, maybe you wish that Ellie and Astro were together, but I liked how, like, they all went their own separate ways. Um, and, like, they really grew throughout the movie. Like, there, you could see a lot of character development. Especially, also, we have to talk about Paul. He really searched up what is a gay or like how do you know <laughs> you're a gay? And I was like, oh, okay. So he was like, I mean, like he got over his homophobia, whatever. I mean, like it's a really small town. So they all, and they're all really religious. So I see that. And I like how Aster also, like, you know, she like, she really pursued her art in the end. Cause in the beginning of the movie, she's like, oh yeah, I stopped painting because I was too scared. Um, of like doing the wrong thing and then she is going to art school so that was like a great character development and then I really liked how Paul like had some great character development because he he like his taco sausage business really be blowing up because like the letters that Ellie sent out to local newspapers and stuff and like he finally like told his family that he wants to do this and he's going against their tradition and like he's really following his sausage dreams which kind of gross but (laughs) it was like they're all following their dreams in their own way yeah so cheesy I think if if Aster and Ellie got together that would be bad because like Aster doesn't know what she's like she's so confused right now like (laughs) there's no (laughs) way that she would have gotten with Ellie yeah I'm glad they didn't end up together and then I, okay, did you like the scene at the end where he ran after her in the train? I thought that was really cute. 
I was so, like, I was literally gonna cry. Like, I was so sad. <laughs> Wait, okay, I heard that people cry, but I, like, I was not even close to crying. No, I cried, like, when I first watched this, I cried, like, I think at least two times. Really? In yeah. what parts? None of it was sad. I don't remember, but I was, like, I was, like, so invested in this movie, and I, I think I cried. <laughs> I mean, like, I understand how you could have cried when, like, she left on the train, but, like, but all the other stuff was, like, pretty happy. It was, like, a very, a feel-good ending, I'd say. Okay, I think this movie is, or when the trailer first came out, I was just so excited that, first of all, like, there's a Asian-American who's, like, the main character, and that doesn't really happen, but then mm -hmm. she's just also, like, gay or, like, not just not straight and that's like too well, I mean like there should be more like representation but being gay is also very like it's just like not accepted typically as like an Asian person mm -hmm. oh yeah I like there were no real judgments in Ellie's household which I like like I like that her dad was kind of accepting of whatever she did <laughs> except for Trig <laughs> but yeah I saw the trailer because you posted it on your um, Instagram story and I think so that's how I watched it and I was like oh this is so cute um I thought it was like at first I thought it was like a cliche plot but um when I heard it was like more of a friendship movie that's what that's what made me want to watch it yeah I was like really surprised that they like they focused on Paul so much and I, I'm like glad that they did because Aster and like Ellie's relationship is kind of bland please elaborate like they're just talking like <laughs> Like, I get it, they, like, connect with each other, but I'm not gonna watch a movie about two people just, like, talking. <laughs> okay, but also, okay, I was okay. scrolling through, I, I was, like, it was either an interview or, like, Alice Wu tweeted this on her Twitter, and she was, like, Ellie, Ellie doesn't see herself as the main character, and through the camera work of, like, the first half of the movie, you can kind of see how she like, she kind of seems like a background character, even though she's the main character. And then as the movie progresses, like, the camera work makes it seem like she's more of a main character. So, like, she starts out thinking that she's just a background character in someone else's story. But then she, like, progresses to realize that, like, she is the main character of her own story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely see that. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, she is definitely, like... She's kind of a sidekick for Paul in the beginning. But then, as the story went out, like, Paul became the sidekick. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he kind of... They both helped each other a lot, I think. I guess they both, like... They both teach each other how to be, like, normal human beings. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait. I do... I remember this. Because Ellie was like, oh, how do you know when, like, you're going to kiss someone? Or, like, someone wants to kiss you. And he's like... He tries to explain it to her, and that shows, like, their differences in their knowledge. Like, Ellie is, is super, like, well-spoken and articulate, but <laughs> she, like, does not know how to act in social situations. Um, so I like that that little part of their relationship. Okay, um, what do you think about, like, how the LGBTQ relationship was represented? The, I feel like they don't go into it because... I get that that it's not, like, a coming-of-age romance movie. It's more of, like, a coming-of-age, like, realizing that, oh, you might like girls. I think it actually represents it well because, like, 
there are going to be some people who, like, know what they want, like Ellie, and they kind of just, like, know from a young age, but there are also going to be people like Aster who maybe they were brought up in a religious household like Aster or they are just kind of confused because they're, like, somewhere, like, they're not, like, polar opposites in the, of the spectrum. They're, like, kind of somewhere in the middle, so it's harder for them to figure out what they want. Yeah, I agree. I think it's, like, it's very realistic in terms of, like, everyone's reactions and um like how they act oh i really liked how this movie even though it's like written and all the actresses and actors are old like not old but they're like not <laughs> in high school i liked how they didn't try to make references that obviously like they tried to they didn't try to seem cool like they talked about like ghost messenger <laughs> which is like supposed to be snapchat but like that's fine okay okay so you like that Alice Wu didn't try to come off as, like, hip and cool. Yeah. Like, she... Yeah, okay, yeah, I agree. It's definitely, like... Like, they all looked a little older than seniors, but, like, it wasn't, like, that weird, like, Netflix thing where they cast, like, 30-year-olds for, like, high schoolers, and, like, it's so obvious that they're not high schoolers. Like, I like how they acted, like, just mature seniors. I'm just glad that they're not, like... I think there's a threshold for high school casting as high schoolers, and that's, like, 25 (laughs) max. I think it was really... I don't really know because I've never been in a small town, but they showed how, like, everyone is kind of stuck in that small town. Like, Aster was considering marrying Trig because there's no one else. And I think, like, that is very different from, like, what you see in urban areas yeah mm-hmm. yeah I feel like we can't really connect with that <laughs> because we are not in that situation but it was definitely like a very very close setting like there's one part where Astrid went to Sacramento or whatever but they like they never <laughs> like they never see anyone outside of their town and I feel like I mean if we were to ask someone from a small town I feel like that would be kind of true right because everyone's like oh my god it's such a small town like everyone knows everyone's business um, so that's why, like, maybe Aster felt like she had to marry Trig. Also, isn't it weird that they were literally seniors and Trig proposed to her in church in front of everyone they knew? I don't know why, but, like, Trig and Aster feel like, what do people say? People say, like, marriage is an economic advantage or something. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's definitely the case for them, like, Aster's parents Aster's parents definitely want her to marry Trig because he's just like loaded. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What's your rating on the <laughs> What's your personal <laughs> rating? Your personal rating. My personal rating? I give it I give it like a solid 8. Like it was a cute movie. Mm, okay, I'll explain it. My rating is eight taco sausages out of ten taco sausages because I mean, like, it was a really cute movie. Like, I very much enjoyed the representation, like the friendship story. Like, I'm glad it wasn't a freaking cliche love story. Like, to all the boys I loved before, I liked how it was unique in that part. But it's also still like a teen coming of age movie with a lot of like tropes in it. So yeah, it's it's cute. I give it an eight. 80%. That's high. I don't know, because I feel like 
it's not a movie which you can like rewatch over and over again to the point where like oh my god it's my favorite movie like it's really well written and really well like filmed and directed and like everything but I think it's hard to keep rewatching. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, also, I forgot to mention that literally the entire time I was watching this movie, I was cringing so hard. I was, like, having secondhand embarrassment from all the stuff that they were doing. <laughs> like, the part, like, where she was sitting outside the restaurant when um, Astor and Paul were on their day, I cringed so hard. I hated that scene. And then also, the part in the talent show, oh, my God, that made me so embarrassed. Anyway, I, could, I probably would not um, rewatch the movie. I would definitely watch a sequel if they made one. Okay, yeah, I think I I would give this probably, like, an 8-2, because, like, this, like, the main appeal of this movie is that it's an Asian-American main character, and that, like, she's not just, like, Laura Jean, where she's stuck in this love triangle, and I love two boys, you know, whatever. I mean, she is kind of in a love triangle. She's not Laura Jean, though, like, she becomes really good friends with Paul, like, okay, she becomes really good friends with Paul, and she's, like, like, Paul and her relationship is, like, I don't know, they're, it's, like, her first real friend. Mm-hmm, yeah, okay, definitely, I agree. Okay, so also, I- Also, I def- I thought you liked it more than me. <laughs> I really liked it when I first watched it, but I, like, I tried to, like, re-watch it multiple times, but it's just, it's so, like, mundane <laughs> that, like, I can't re-watch it that much. Oh, I see. You like the crazy movies. No, I just like something that's, like, not... Like, Small Town Life is just so boring. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I see, I see. Like, um, compared to other, like, <laughs> coming-of-age movies that are, like, LGBT, like... Like, Call Me By Your Name, like... <laughs> like, you can watch it because, like, it's, like, in Europe, right? Like, no one... Like, you get to explore, you yeah. mean? Because, like, in this one, they kind of just stay in the same place. Yeah, I get that. That's why, see, that's why the hot springs scene was my favorite. Because, like, we actually got to see them go out of their comfort zone. And out of, like, this tiny, like, place that they're trapped in. Yeah, it is kind of, I mean, the scenery is nice. It's, like, very gloomy. Okay, so, to sum it up, I would give this a 8 out of 10 because it's not a traditional love triangle where it's this girl picking between two love interests I mean Paul's not really a love interest but Ellie grows into a person that doesn't serve other people and she's been serving other people and she just like really like finds herself and gives herself what she needs instead of like oh this boy is gonna make me happy mm-hmm. okay yeah that's like that's a great great way to wrap things up <laughs> also I really like how it was written and directed by an Asian American female director, which is great for the representation. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and like how a lot of herself was put into Ellie's character. Would you recommend this movie? Yes. I would recommend this movie to anyone who likes a good coming of age story. If you don't like that cliche love triangle story, I think this movie would be great for you (laughs) it's a great friendship story i would recommend this movie to everyone because it's important to support media that has asian american representation and it's kind of like 
how crazy rich Asians, everyone's like, go watch this movie, you know, this is good for people to watch. And if you have Netflix, you might as well click on it and just watch it. And it's like, it's good. It will make you feel things. I didn't feel like punched in the gut in the end. Like it was not tear jerking like some people, like for some people, (laughs) but it did make me feel uncomfortable, which was a thing. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for listening to our review of the half of it. We hope you enjoyed our candid thoughts and feelings in this episode and related to some of the opinions presented about this film. Check out KPLY Pally Radio on all platforms that carry podcasts for more amazing episodes. Talk to you soon. Music provided by Megatracks. Okay. Got him.